Welcome back to the Avalon Youth Hub podcast. Uh, we're joined here today with the Ryans. How are you guys? Good. Pretty good. 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 Done all right. So we've had to do the call in. So uh, just so we don't get names and voices mixed up, we're joined with... Asher. Harley. Noah. And Tom. <laughs> Sweet. Hopefully there's a minimal confusion. Thanks again for joining us today. It's been a pretty pretty wild time the past mm. year. Um, we haven't seen you in a while. I mean, you guys used to come into the hub every week. You had, you know, meditation. We had the meditation running. You guys were like our loyal customers. And you kind of dropped dropped off the grid for a bit. Yeah. What's been going on since then? I mean, obviously you got your new song, Nightlight, Unreal. I love it. I said I've got it in the summer playlist already. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, what's been going on between now and then? Like how was, how was COVID for you guys? Was it a time for like inspiration or did you find it a bit? sort of like tricky or it's pretty it was pretty difficult. Bit, it was a bit yeah, it was it was difficult. It was um it was hard to get through, you know, like the motivation side of things was like ah Yeah, we tried yeah. we tried a few times to rehearse like over a Zoom call, but then it would yeah. never work out cuz everyone's out of time and Yeah, I can imagine, so especially we, with lag and yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were just sort of like or whatever, we'll just hopefully wait till it ends soon and do it in person. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to mainly touch on because my old man is a muso and mm. I know you obviously you can do gigs, um, but I know some probably utilise that time, you know, found an inspiration for time to write music and but I suppose it's a bit harder when you're in a band because you need everyone together and, yeah. mm. you know, it's probably a bit harder. But, I mean, so it wasn't a whole lot of sort of songwriting and stuff going on. Oh, there was songwriting. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it didn't get, didn't get as far through different stages as it would have, you know, where we had each other to bring it to, and, you know, present what we had made to each other. But you know, on your own, it's a bit different. So it kind of just like accumulated over time yeah. until like we finally got together, and then when we did, there was like a lot to do. Yeah, and then like like individually, we all like worked on it because we still spoke to each other yeah. and stuff, but there wasn't like. Any band rehearsal, like usual? And how does it, like, differ from your guys' experience in, you know, say it would be for songwriting now and coming up with ideas, you know? Do you find that you have more to bring to the table in your band, like, sort of by yourself, or do you find your moments of inspiration hit when you're all together? Well, I guess it... I guess when we had to work on on stuff ourselves, it kind of brought an individuality aspect to Mm. it. But also that Harley's always been um, getting like the basis of the songs. Yeah, right. So okay. He, he'll always start with like a like some chords or a melody, right? And then Noah and him will get like some spicy lyrics, <laughs> and then that's when we yeah, all I, come together. Yeah, Noah. I, I personally think it's it's super it's like super easy to write when you're together because you can just pull like different. If you're ever stuck on a line or like a little chord or something. You can just pull from like Asher or Tom Harley. You can just like decide, oh yeah, that's a better line. You know, like I would come up with a line for a song and then Tom would go, oh, what about this one? And sing a different line. I'd go, oh, that's way better. All right, we'll put that one in. And then, you know, you'll get a better song out of it when it's four minds working together but yeah. more than, rather than one. Also, just on that, I go to school with you guys. So obviously I've seen you throughout the years. But over COVID and like the last past year's, I know that your songs are based on experiences of like growing up and stuff like that. Was it difficult to find more 
new experiences since we were stuck inside for so long and didn't have as much inspiration, I guess. Yeah, I sort of intentionally decided early on, I was like, I do not want to write a song about being in lockdown. Yeah. It's sort of like, <laughs> after this is going to be so many songs yeah. all about being stuck inside. But we did we did a bit of the Santa Fe thing. Yeah, we, we did a little tribute song that was like, it was like a minute long. Um like right in the midst of it. But the, oh actually that was that was when quarantine was really affecting people overseas. So like yeah. Yeah, and okay. everything was really messed up and it hadn't hit us yet. So we um yeah, we wrote a song like for the experience they were going through, not thinking it would happen to us. Right. Oh, it did. Far so, out. So you guys got on the bandwagon early. Yeah. yeah. And then, okay. yeah. Well, that's, that's all right. Yeah. But I feel like more, a few people didn't like kind of had the same idea that they didn't want to write. Lock, like I haven't even heard too many lockdown songs. Mm. Mm. Like. All movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, that <laughs> might come. Thing, yeah. That might yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. Taking it back to before COVID, um, how did you guys sort of like initiate the thing or initiate the band or like come together? Um, Noah, I think this is a question for you. Yeah, because yeah. you guys, when you started coming to the hub, you guys were already in your Best in friends. your quadrant, you know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was all we didn't really know the backstory behind the Ryan's. Mm. So how did it come about? Yeah, well, I'll I'll answer it. Um, <laughs> basically, I I grew up singing with my family. Like I would I would perform with an egg shaker. For like little, for our local bands, underrated instrument. Exactly. <laughs> and um, basically, I met Harley, and my mum taught him how to play the piano. And me and Harley were playing piano and singing together. Um, and then when we joined, we we came to high school. We all joined the same music class. Um, us, me, Tom, Harley, and then Asher came not that late into year seven, but yeah, before the talent quest, which is when we really kicked off. So uh, our music teacher saw how well we were all linking together. We, we sort of becoming mates, and she was she asked us like, "Do you guys want to play in the talent quest?" And we were we were can I swear we were very scared. <laughs> <laughs> we were very scared to go. We were very scared to go um, on stage. So we practiced for six months to learn one song, and then it was just like a slow song, but we killed it. And then <laughs> yeah, just quietly <laughs> um, from there from there on, it's been a it's been a steady hill. Yeah, we sort of figured if we um, took on the school playing for them, which was like 800, 900 kids that we knew at the time, that would be the scariest one we'd ever have to do. So once we do that first, like our first ever performance, Mm. it would only ever get easier. Is it kind of just like second nature now? Like I know, so we're obviously out of COVID now and you guys have just started up sort of doing gigs again. Mm. Mm. Is it... Like, are you guys far more comfortable with that whole situation now? Like, you've been doing it for a while now. Yeah. So, so uh, st- like, still to this day, I reckon, like, assembly at school is probably the scariest gig. It's 100%. Like, you know everyone I was there. about to say, yeah. yeah. Well, so, how many kids are in an assembly? Like 800. Yeah. yeah. And how many people in a venue? Or, it depend- it right now it's like 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, I remember... um band tour when we got invited on early with mr stone um we played at lennox head at the christmas carols so like on the lennox that was a major there was there was what maybe over two thousand people oh wow thousand and like there was if you compare it like and contrast it to assembly yeah it's like it was nothing but assembly is like 
I feel like just because you know everyone, it's mm. like if you mess up, they're like, hey, Asha, <laughs> hey, you're, you're bad. <laughs> well, I yeah. think with yeah. gigs, we've all become comfortable, but we also know that we haven't performed in every environment. Yeah, So okay. one's like hectic... <laughs> underground pub shows that we yeah. haven't ever done we, we, we don't know what crap yet like to do like, like festivals and stuff yeah, like but that but then the things all around the beaches like we're totally familiar with that kind of experience now so it, the more you do it the easier it becomes to look like you're comfortable mm. yeah as well as feel comfortable as well so you're not really like your own worst critics in any way or anything you're quite you know comfortable with it now or any any of you sort of feel that pressure every now and again we do critique ourselves. I feel I feel like it's good to critique yourself. You know, you like if you mess up, you're like, oh, I'm going to do better next time on on that that part of the song. You know, I'm going to practice it a bit more. But we don't. I don't. I don't. I personally don't like get nervous at all before a gig anymore. I'll just be like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> it's another day. Another day at work. Well, that kind of is an uh, opportunity to ask the next question because I wanted to ask obviously spoken about critiquing yourself and sort of growing. I find that obviously I'm a, I'm a bit of a music nerd. So, but especially now, you know, with so many different up and coming bands, so many different, um, you know, genres and stuff that it's quite hard to establish your own sound. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I know when I hear you guys, the song comes on, it's like, okay, it's Ryan's song. Yeah. And I think I can say that quite like, you know, positively. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know it's like you guys, did you, was that something you considered or did it come about naturally or is that something you kind of put a bit of thought into how we're going to make people yeah. know it's us? Like I, I always thought when writing, like, you know, you don't want to sound too much like this person. You don't mm. want to, you don't want to be another, another someone, the next yeah. someone. Yeah. You want to be able to have your own sound, but not so different that it's not a trend because the way that music is these days is that um, there's very distinctive trends of, what like shoots up in popularity like Billie Eilish is mm, huge mm. and her sort of su- styles of songs have you know created a whole new area of music that's like, happened yeah. um but it's funny that you should say that you can recognize when it's a song because when we played up in Byron at Blues Fest um one of the judges which was the first time we'd heard it said that um she, first she said one of the songs and then we got an email saying two of the songs sounded a lot like Ocean Alley, which oh, I can right. totally hear because Ocean Alley, Ocean Alley, Ocean Alley <laughs> are sort of like the defining sound of... Northern beaches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's mm. super cliche. Yeah. Like That's funny you know, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I don't know. I didn't, I haven't really found that. Like, mm. I kind of understand what they're trying to say, but like... I think our grade went through a massive ocean alley phase. Oh, they, they're they still a, massive. Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. but I think our They've got grade great production a, too. We were a big fan for a long time and for us that was our high school years. Growing up we listened to ocean alley and that sort of sound mm-hmm. and now we have the boys. Yeah, <laughs> That's the thing about production. We had the same producer as ocean alley. That's so what we had to add to it. Yeah. So, Once okay. we told them, they were like, oh, okay, it's, right. you know, it's part of the production process. And we're like, yeah, because we don't – we'd never no. – they said that the song that it sounded like, we were like, we've never heard that song before. Like, yeah. We didn't copy anything. No, it no, just, no. It's like but Lemon World. That's funny though. It's all sort of, you know, it, I mean, yeah, it does help having the same producer, but – I, I don't know. I feel like it's a di- uh, to me it's a different sound. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's yeah Noah's <laughs> voice or like 
like because you guys sound so much older and like yeah. mature in your sound as well. Just the the way you guys all play together. That uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I know. It's like when it's you guys. This is a strong sort of. Yeah, it's more hardy. Yeah. I think hardy is the word. Chill and yeah. you know, what was it? Mellow yellow is like you know ocean alley. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like going back to the writing, like the actual writing process, we like whenever we write, we really try and differentiate like our own songs. So we try and make every song we write kind of different to the last one because you don't want a whole repertoire yeah. of songs that sound exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. Going back to Blues Fest, so I thought they cancelled that, or was it? Oh, we, so we went on a competition. To oh, see right, if we okay. Could get in, and so we got to the finals, and five minutes before we got on stage, we, everyone was sort of passing around their phones, like, "Oh, look at yeah. this!" Oh my and it god, was, Blues Fest has just been cancelled. <laughs> like, you're kidding yeah. me. So they were yeah, just like, keep your head up, get on stage, go as hard as you can. We did. Oh, and then yeah. the announcer got up and like, it's officially cancelled. So this is Blues Fest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of, like, you, technically you guys headline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we actually just got word that um, it's officially been rescheduled for the long weekend in oh, October. Wow. Really? So, oh, I didn't know. We're going to interview with the HSC. Not sure. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I can see. Yeah. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> so there's always a, there's always a bigger yeah. fish, eh? On that subject of school and music, mm. is it difficult being in the music industry and being, you know, pretty prominent and popular throughout the beaches and whatnot? Is it difficult year to 12? struggle? Yes. Yeah, year 12. Year 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, year 12 is. I think like year 10 and 11 were a breeze and like they're yeah. known for being like – some of your easiest yeah. years in yeah. yeah. And so for music, obviously, yeah, like it was it was a breeze as well. But then getting to year 12, it's like, shit, this, such, what's an ATAR, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's... Well, in the grand be. scheme of things, one year and then the rest of your life exactly. is yeah. like, you know, and it'll fly by like That's that. That's the whole thing because we have, it's a, it's a very big balance of what you put your motivation towards mm. and, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, you know, music is my life. I'm going to give yeah, up on year yeah, 12 because yeah. it's like you don't – we don't know that it's going to yeah. work out. We're just, you know, putting everything towards it. Mm. So we can't just not care about it. But then at the same time, it's like even if, you know, we did get re- really good results at school, mm. music is still what we want to do anyway. Mm. So well, there's plenty of people, you know, plenty of artists that have, you know, Day jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Just it's not uncommon to have to support yourself out of school no matter what. Well, yeah, I mean, so. but also given you guys, you know, you, if you've kind of got time as an ally, you've got mm. heaps of time to figure things out. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> not at this age, it doesn't. But mm. it definitely, you can see the the, the grand, grand vastness of decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Staying on the subject, how about things you've learned? Um not necessarily music, but just working together as a group and supporting each other and being there for one each other. Because I watch you guys at school <laughs> and you're all really close and, you know, it's nice to watch. That's been there since year seven because I can say I haven't had the same friends since year seven. <laughs> it's definitely an advantage going, yeah. being the same year, going to school, all living in Avalon. Mm. Like it'd be so much harder if um, we lived further away and didn't Mugola. go to the same school. Yeah, yeah, Mugola's so far. <laughs> yeah, Asher lived in Mugola and then he moved to Avalon. It's and now we all just go to Asher's house in Avalon because it's right yeah. in the middle of everybody. Yeah, 
I was I was going to mention that because we're all um, such good mates and we all live pretty close to each other within walking distance, like easy. So we all meet up in the middle just to practice whenever we can and like it's just super easy and cruisy. It's not like a big organisation that we have to, you know, see when everyone's free and see what different schools have different exams and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah and it's, it's also like it's very lucky that um, a lot of bands have to like rent out a studio to rehearse. Yeah. Mm. And um, my dad has done the honours of giving up the garage for his Mercedes. <laughs> Shout <laughs> um, out to dad. Yeah, yeah. for <laughs> our band gear. And so we literally just have like nice, like a big old Persian rug in the middle, looks all fancy. Mm. And then we've got like amps around, drum kit, PAs, you know. And so it's like we can make music in an environment that like we're most comfortable and we don't have like a time where we need to get kicked out we have to pay yeah. more. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey mom, hey dad, you know. We'll, That's we'll cool. You here, guys you can know? just mess around and, mm. and yeah, I mean, be kind of stressful. I can imagine it would take a a bit, you know, a bit of your focus off of writing if you know, you know, you've got like deadlines and, mm. you know, you got to be out of here in a couple, you know, half an hour or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's a cool advantage. Having It's awesome. And, we, and with what we've learned, I learned pretty quickly from my friends in older years who mm. went to uni, like I'd spoke to them once and they're just like, it is so hard to find time to practice because, you know, they try to put a band together or continue in the band that they're in and they just have no spare time. Yeah. So it, you sort of think like, shit, we have so much spare time we don't even realise. Mm. Spend yeah. some of it just doing nothing. <laughs> but that's what we've learned to have to use the time we have now while we have free garage, free everything pretty much. Yeah. So I need to get mad famous and go full <laughs> <laughs> So you said that, uh, you know, you speak to your older friends in bands. Do you guys have any sort of like favourite or like, you know, bands, local bands that you admire that are a bit, you know, in the works at the moment? Yeah, well, we, we met Marvel through, oh, yeah. they reached out to us. I think they just found us on Instagram. They commented like, Shit, yeah, we're coming to your next show. Let, <laughs> let us know when it is. And, and we're it was like, coincidental because okay, cool. we were listening to um. Oh, it was the same the day. It was the same day. So um, someone in an older year than us in the year above, um, when we were in year 11, he came in the studio one day and he goes, boys, have you heard this song by Marvel? And it's called Come a Little Closer. And we're like, dang, this is fire. Yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, that afternoon, the band DMs us. Yeah, we learned it. We were, we were at the orientation manifesting. night. We're at school. I get a yeah, notification on my phone, look down, Marvel would text at us and yeah, and, and Noah and I looking at each other like, no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaky. Yeah. And then we did the um the bushfires, we did that gig at Baron yeah. Joey in mm, the yeah. hall, just oh, yeah, yeah. like the charity gig and whatever. Me like Marvel and us, we both um uh we like, both played that headline and then yeah. we played with them with Come a Little Close to the song we learned mm. like together, like the how many of us? Eight, nine of us. Yeah, something stage. like that. Um, and yeah, we really look up to them because they're all in their twenties, late twenties, mm. and really, you know, our goal isn't to be world. Well, it is to be world famous. <laughs> we'd be happy. <laughs> we'd be happy with making enough money just to get by off of music. More than yeah. happy. Yeah, I exactly. Feel, you know? Like just off making yeah, music. Having yeah. it as a job is pretty much what we settle for. Yeah, and that's what they're doing, and we think that's really cool. That because it's so expensive to live in Northern Beaches as well. Yeah. So make m- enough money off music, that would yeah. be a dream. And it's also like because then once you've once you're making a living, then you don't have to focus on like other work at hand. Then all yeah. that spare time, 
isn't like because usually you don't have spare time because you've got work and yeah band. yeah next thing you know work and band is just band it's a hard thing to juggle so your spare time is your leisure time not yeah, work you know yeah happy. yeah Button. um and have you guys found it sort of like frustrating now that things are out of COVID and like you said you know you kind of get those gigs like blues fest or your other gigs and then things can kind of like just you know change at the drop of a hat you know mm. have you guys found that or are you just stoked to be back amongst it? Yeah, I think it's definitely um, a privilege to even, you know, be offered shows, be offered these gigs. And mm-hmm. it's a, definitely a shame when we get a, a notification a week out that it's been cancelled, but it's mm. like, you know, next time. It's not that big of a fuss because it's not our main income and we don't, you know, we don't have an apartment on the line or any yeah. deadlines except for, yeah. you know, a school assignment. Yeah, I suppose the stakes aren't as, yeah. as high in that. We're in not that. relying on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be so exciting to, you know, keep going with all those things. But mm. like I said, I'm sure it's probably just it's probably just cool to see back. Yeah, up, back and now that we've, um, we've got some management from yeah. Unified with Steve, we get so many more gigs and it's super helpful because, you know, when, yeah, when one gig kind of gets cancelled, we always have one backed up at the moment. So it's a lot it's easier. so different from, you know, one a month. Mm-hmm. So you Back feel like the, the managers helped a lot. Oh, so much. Oh, how good. Yeah, shout out to Steve. Plus <laughs> he's a legend. <laughs> Do you guys have any, like, future plans after school? I know you just released Nightlight. Mm. But are there any songs in the mix or any plans when you guys finish school? Or, or now. <laughs> yeah. Or now. Uh, well, we have been looking at doing an EP for a long time, which is just, if you don't know, it's just a short album. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, doing a debut EP would just, that's that's pretty much at the top of the, the to-do list, list at yep. the moment. I think that would be so cool. Um, just have a mix of songs together and then... People blow up from EPs and passing it over to yeah. the phone. <laughs> and schedule a couple more headliner shows because, as you know, we, we, we do have a headliner show coming up soon um, that just sold out. Mm. So if we can get a bigger venue to something like that, get a few more tickets and just make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and build our audience in the in the live scene, like just for like – like not just for us. Obviously, having support acts is so sick. But like um, building our audience – that want to come to live shows to see us. Yeah, yeah especially like, not just so, here as well. Like um, we're playing at Gladstone um, next week, I think. Awesome. It's our first city show. And then oh, we want to make our way up the coast, you know, we'll go up to Byron and then yeah. hopefully then do a national Definitely. little tour How and good. Then sort of build off that. And hopefully that starts to come together after school. Um, that would be a, a nice plan to fall into place, I reckon. I love it, boys. I love it. Dreaming big. Yeah, mm. Exactly. Um, on on that note, have you guys sort of found? Obviously, you guys are pretty young, um, and it's a you know, I would say it's a good thing. But have you encountered any bad things in the yeah. music industry? Like any sort of, any sort of like things that are a bit harder just because of your age, or is it? Judgment. You find it's all pretty like. Pretty straightforward at this point in time. Supervision at, at um like over eighteen gigs. Like we played mm. at yeah, a pool right. the other oh, night, yeah. <laughs> and it was like um, we wanted to play pool, but it's like we needed like a parent there or something <laughs> like that. And Is it daggy like, to bring your parents <laughs> along to gigs? No, nah, well we appreciate how much they're doing. That's that's <laughs> they've done an amazing job. Um, yeah, but that's not 
Shout out. An, yeah, shout out to them as well. <laughs> yeah. So many shout outs. Shout outs. Podcast. Um, but it's not really an issue with the music industry as such that we because they've become tighter in pubs, mm. you know, over the years for every sort of mm. reason, yeah, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only time I can remember that we got like criticism for being young was when we played at Manly Food and Wine Festival, I think it was two years ago, mm. two or three. Yeah. Um, and when we finished our set, some guy, like, we're like, okay, we, you know, we've got to go now. And then some guy was like, what is it, your bedtime? <laughs> oh, I remember <laughs> that. Was pretty that. funny. But <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so just little little things like yeah. that. But no, but I think yeah. it's cool. Uh, like, you know, because back, back before we were in a band, I never imagined being in a band, but now we're in a band. I can't imagine not being in a band because yeah. it's so much yeah. fun. So, yeah. and massive is it, privilege. Are you guys just going to keep it the awesome foursome, or are we going to? We, we want to get, um, you know, bring someone else to the table. We definitely have plans for session, like a consistent session musician to be on keyboard. Yeah, because um, yeah. I sort of go between the two, and I only have two arms, so <laughs> um, it'd be cool to get. You know, like Lime Cordial does. They're two brothers with a trombone player who also plays guitar, drummer, a keyboard, keyboard, yeah, and a drummer. Mm. Um, and then them two on, every, you know, the millions of instruments they can play. <laughs> I think that'd be so sick, getting <laughs> people on board like that. Do you feel like more people might come in the mixes, maybe you sort of branch out into different sounds or maybe – or do you kind of just want to stay the one sort of – Yeah, we definitely want to um, – uh, from the beginning, we've, I would definitely, to speak for myself, I've always wanted to do a lot of different genres because I really look up to the Beatles and they've done every genre you can imagine. Um, and I definitely don't want to stick to just like the Sadie sound or yeah, you know, that sound. Just you know, sort of do everything because you don't know what you're good at until you give it a go. And even if it's not good at it, it's, it's fun at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, and even just having that, like, basis that you, you branch out of. So, like, if we were doing, say, indie rock, which is, like, the main, like, basis of our songs, we can also do, like, a slow indie kind of ballad and then, mm. like, a, a more rock indie song, you know, and then you can just, you can get that different differential but also having, like, your sound that people recognise. But you're like, oh, yeah. this is a different song from them. I really like it. It's a lot slower or this is a lot um, more hard in like the distortion and stuff like that. So, you know, you get that differential, but also your specific sound as well. Yeah, I think, you know, adding tone color like Queen, like they, yeah. heaps of their songs, uh, they sort of had a lot of grand piano yeah. with Freddie on it. And I think grand, like the piano is such an underrated instrument used in not just like piano music, but rock songs it makes such a difference yeah. you, you don't immediately think of a piano but i want to um add a lot more of that in for future stuff because we had only like a tiny bit of keyboard in any of our songs which was sadie who the producer of that song paul in the jar shout out again um he <laughs> yeah. got on the keys for that and he's a incredible piano player and he just sort of put on something like <laughs> You know, just playing over like the nice thing, like that sounds sick. It's, yeah, it's cool when you just yeah. you hear that little bit of extra spice and it makes yeah. all the difference. Yeah. But so we can't sort of hope to see any dubstep albums or anything in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing no. too crazy. Not unless Asha starts, you know, getting into the Skrillex. Who <laughs> yeah, knows? Getting on the deck. Yeah. yeah.
One of the last questions I wanted to ask as well is what would you guys have to to say to sort of any other young musicians out there or up-and-coming bands? What would your best advice be? You know, what would you offer offer for them? I want to hear Tom's answer for this. <laughs> Tom? What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> I'd probably say something like it's a slow process. Like it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you're not going to get big overnight. you got to – yeah, we, like we've been playing for five years now um, and, you know, we're still not, you know, that big at all. But, you know, we're having a great time. Like just like don't stop dreaming, I guess. Yeah, I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've always said my, my main thing was is uh, just take the leap of faith. Because once you get That's into deep. that, like, once, <laughs> once, no, you, I just went deeper. once you get to that groove, yeah, a lot of people are too scared because they don't think they have a, a band to do it with. If you're a solo artist, just jump in with a guitar or like a piano and just, yeah, just get started and you'll find, you'll meet people along the way. That's, mm. the, that's the best thing for us is meeting people who know people. Yeah. Because then they just do gigs and, and, you know, you can play with them like Marvel and like, um, even possibly Lime Cordial or someone like that, you know? Yeah, yeah meeting people along the way is, is pretty big when yeah. it comes to that kind of shit. And despite what Tom says about how it can't happen overnight, <laughs> but it can. Like that's the thing. So like if it does happen, like, and the, like there is a possibility that it can, so like why not go for it? Yeah. Mm. I was also going to say off that because that's a lot of it happening overnight has to do with social media. Yeah. And a lot of people don't yeah. realise that. Plug it. Plug social it Social media <laughs> is how you do it. Like it's so – people that don't make it, if half the time you look at their social media and like they, maybe they've put heaps of stuff out but it's got to be engaging. It's got to not be boring stuff. Yeah. Because if the more you post, the more you'll see what the people who are following you – engage with mm. so you got to read your own audience you got to plan what you're going to show them how it's going to look and make an image because inconsistency you know that's not not going to get you anywhere yeah unless yeah. it does in which case good on you it didn't get us anywhere <laughs> there's an art to it isn't there <laughs> yeah sussing it all out and putting yeah. your name out there mm. doing mm. things like this yeah so like getting a logo yeah. just <laughs> basic Shout out to stuff the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes a big difference yeah awesome well, um, that sort of wraps it up, boys. But thanks so much for coming in. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out already, check out Nightlight. It's on Spotify, all the other big, what, all the other big names. YouTube. You got a video clip out now too, don't you? We, we do, do too. Oh, incredible so good. experience. Yeah, how was that? It was insane. It was like being a movie star. <laughs> it was oh, yeah, crazy. it was nuts. Did you like the cameras the in your the face? Yeah, the behind the scenes, we're watching that like, who are we? (laughs) Are we on Netflix or something? (laughs) How good. Hopefully there's some more to come. Yeah, Yeah. hopefully. All right. Well, thanks again, boys. Um, Such a pleasure to chat with you here today and uh, hopefully we'll um, see you in some more gigs in the future. Thank you very much for having us. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If this episode raised any issues for you that you'd like to talk about further, or if you need any additional support, you can call the Avalon Youth Hub on 04879 368 75 or contact them through Facebook or Instagram.